What's up guys? Welcome back to Sitting Courtside, episode 25 here. I don't know what player to put here, but it's your boy Jerry D. And it's your boy Dante. Yeah, I was thinking about that before of who we could use for number 25. No one really comes, Nick Anderson on the Magic maybe? Maybe we can rock with that. Yeah, if you want to go current player, I cover one that's here in Charlotte and P.J. Washington. P.J. Washington. <laughs> hey, we can we can make this the P.J. Washington episode, the the Nick Anderson episode, whatever everyone wants it to be, your favorite number 25 player, it's to them. But we are back, Jerry. Welcome back, some guys. Basketball. How you doing, man? You feeling good? NBA week has been rolling. You good? How you living? Hey, I'm living good, Jerry. Trade deadline is, well, filming today, Wednesday. Trade deadline's tomorrow. So a bunch of stuff's going to happen. That'll be, you know, a lot of fun to watch, follow along with. But everything's good, man. Actually, you know, speaking of, uh, you know, keeping on the, the subject of basketball, I actually signed up for a membership for LA Fitness that has a basketball court. And let me tell okay. you something, Jerry. I have been, I've been hooping. I've, I've been getting back into it. That mid-range game hasn't gone anywhere. It hasn't gone anywhere. You know, they you called, ever... they called me Demar Terozan. That's my, uh, that's my basketball. That's, I'm, um, I, you should see me, Jerry. My mid-range game is is not to be messed with. Well, you know what? Maybe, maybe I need to take a trip out to Boston and check you out one of these days. Hey, and I, and if I come visit you down in Charlotte, I'll, uh, I'll show you. Take me on the Hornets court. We'll play some pickup. Hey, man, I hear you. But, you know, we, we can talk casually <laughs> and get, get back into, into our personal lives later. Let's talk some hoops, man. Let's do it. That's obviously what we're here for. But yep. Kyrie Irving is back yes, after is. missing six games and obviously a lot of other weird injuries, nagging injuries at the start of his season. Actually playing some meaningful, bas- meaningful basketball for the Dallas Mavericks here. And two wins. Two games, yep. two wins for Kyrie Irving just – very simple question here. Just what are we thinking about what we've seen for Kyrie in his first two games back? NBA is a better place with him in it. NBA is a better place with him in it. The Mavericks are a better team when he's playing. Um, listen, everyone has their opinions on on Kyrie Irving. We don't have to get into this. We've gone over this many times on this podcast. But talent-wise, when it comes to playing the game of basketball, there are not many players in history, not just today in history, that are much better than Kyrie Irving as far as when it comes to just skill, um, just knowing the game and just being a master at it. He's he's simply one of the best, one of the best players to watch. Um, he's, again, has a lot of history, but on the court, one of the best. I love watching Kyrie play. And, you know, when he's healthy, the Mavericks are a team that's, you know, you have a little bit more faith in them to, you know, make a run or something like that. But when you're missing one of your two stars in Luka or Kyrie, it's kind of hard seeing them doing anything. Yeah, I mean, everything's pretty much riding on those two guys. Especially, yeah. I, I talked about this with a couple of the reporters with the Hornets before. They didn't really build out the roster the right way to be functional whenever one of those guys is out. Right. Especially, yeah. we're kind of assuming that Kyrie Irving will be We'll probably miss around 10 to 20 games every year now. Yeah, we're at a point. And even, I mean, Lucas, he's not an injury riddle guy, but he misses some time too here and there. So you can count on one of those guys being out for, you know, an X amount of games during the season. Yeah. It's not going to be a clean slate of health for them. Exactly. But, you know, I mean, Kyrie looks good in these first two games back, including last night. Genuine, oh, oh, well, we're in February. February 6th. <laughs> yep. <laughs> on Tuesday, he made his return, his first game back in Brooklyn. Dropped 36 points. Had a yeah. lob dunk. He did. Yeah. Haven't seen, well, I don't know when the last time we saw that. Or we saw 
Kyrie dunk at all. Yeah, don't man, see like, it often. Hey, hey. Kyrie, look out for that upcoming drug test because you know it's gotta be. It's gotta be. <laughs> hey, I'll, I won't lie to you, man. We could have used him in the dunk contest this year. He's probably better than half the guys that are going to be in it. So this is this is. Hey, I don't want to take any shots. I, I well, yeah, this feels I have that to take very a shot. much felt like a shot at Jeff the dunk the contest is dead, guys. All right, it's dead in the ground. It's been that way for years. But sorry, I had to throw it in there. It was a layup. It's, it's all good. It you was a layup. What? It was a dunk. You know what I mean? No pun it's intended. I don't mind it. This is sitting courtside. We, we get, uh, we get <laughs> I hope Jalen wins, but man, it's going to be a shit show this year. Um, anyway. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Kyrie has 36 game uh, point game against Brooklyn, um, but he also had some comments to say after. There was a lot of, you know, talk about, I think, was this his first game? I think it was his first game back in Brooklyn, right? Back yep, in Brooklyn. That's, that's and they were just... They were just talking about the history of, you know, uh, the big three splitting up and like his, you know, running down his teams and, you know, what happened in the situations and stuff. And he's kind of talking about, you know, what if KD's foot was on the line? How, what would we be talking about now? What would our legacies be like if James Harden didn't ask for a trade, this and that? And then he starts bringing up, you know, stuff that wasn't, you know, on the court issues and things that happened off the court that, you know, may have caused him to miss some time, whatever. Um, and I think that's what people are focused on now. But honestly, like, when it comes to Kyrie, you're always going to have that tie to him of, like, whenever Kyrie, something happens, people are always going to be reminded of, you know, his past and stuff like that. I right. simply just, I, and I get it, right? Like, that's part of it. Like, first game back in Brooklyn, you're going to ask him those questions. I get it. But at the same time, man, like, I wish more people would just focus on Kyrie Irving, the basketball player, and just focus on that. And kind of like, I get, I get it. You're doing your job. But it's kind of, you want to strip away some of that stuff. It doesn't always have to be brought up and reminded of. You know, at, th- at this point, when it's been almost two years since that team was together mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. It seems like way, way longer ago. Yeah, no kidding. Really like mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah, But in mm-hmm. general, that seems like more of a podcast topic to talk to Kyrie about at this right. point. Like, pull him aside. And, and what, and how, what, what more, like, what different questions are you going to ask now? It's just, it's just the same thing. It's a spin cycle the last but, two but you years. Know what? You know what? I'm not mad at it, though, because it really is alarming. When you look at Kyrie's track record, mm-hmm. when he's in Cleveland – he wins a championship in a big three situation yep. with LeBron and Kyrie, um, LeBron and K-Love. After that, you leave, you go to Boston, you have a younger big three, kind of not even a big three. That team just is a, loaded. Just a loaded team, yeah. With Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, the puppies, Gordon Hayward, obviously the injury mm-hmm. happened, but in other good supporting pieces. Then you leave that situation, go to Brooklyn, KD and James Harden, really freaking LaMarcus Aldridge out of nowhere, left field, Blake Griffin mm-hmm. from left field. Yep. Another loaded team situation where health pans out. Maybe one of the, the best big three ever. Best big three Possibly. ever, potentially. Possibly. Yeah. So, I mm-hmm. mean, I understand as a reporter, like to kind of help them out. I kind of do sympathize with them why they sure. would want to ask that. Sure. Because that is a big time story if you could possibly get the quote. But also, the humane part of it as a fan, trying to relate to the player a little bit, I don't want to hear this question every time I step foot back in this city. And especially someone like Kyrie, you see how he reacts to the media and how the responses he gets. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, what do you expect to get out of him differently now than a year ago or something like that? It's just there's got to be a point where we move on from stuff. And again, he's in Dallas now. Let's focus on what he's doing in Dallas and 
you know, absolutely. Time, there's time and place for stuff like that. Like you said, a podcast or something like that. Put him on a podcast and he can air out his, you know, his two cents, whatever. But right. in this case, not so much. We're going to stick to Dallas before we close out with Let's this topic. Mm-hmm. Let's just ask the general, another general question. question. How far can Luca and Kyrie take these guys? Obviously, health is an issue, but mm-hmm. I've seen this, you know, stat news from way out of space. When they both have 30 plus points and four plus made threes, they're undefeated. It's like six yeah. or seven and zero or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we know these guys put the ball in the basket at an abundance, which we know the both of them can. This team's pretty hard to stop offensively. I mean, you have two of the better guards in the league. It's going to be like that. So right. what's the ceiling for this Mavericks team? We're thinking first round exit, second round, WCF, finals. Like, what are we thinking here? So they're the eighth seed right now, two games behind the Kings for the fifth seed. And there's a four-way, there's a four-way tie for first place in the West right now between yeah. the Clippers, Thunder, Wolves, and Nuggets. It's which amazing. Is, which is crazy to see. I'm like looking at it right now. It's it's wild to see that. But I think everyone's healthy. Like clean slate of health going into the playoffs. Everyone's good. I think the Mavs could go as far as the Western Conference Finals. The reason why I don't say the finals is because of the four teams I just mentioned. Um, and even another you know, team like the Suns, even another team that I'd even mentioned, that is uh, five games behind those four teams. I, I think the West is just... There's some really good teams in the West this year. And I think the Mavs are good when they're healthy and they can be good enough to make it to the Western Conference Finals and maybe make some noise, but I don't know if I can put them on the same level as a Clippers... Uh, Clippers and Nuggets, at least. I know the Thunder are young and the Wolves are, this is like their first year of really like being this good. So we'll see how they do in the playoffs. Um, but I don't, I still don't know if I would put the Mavs on their level uh, as far as what I've seen yeah. so far this year. I think Luka is, I, I mean, besides Jokic, probably the best player out of all like those teams that I mentioned, like the best player on all those teams. But it takes more than one guy to, to you know win a championship to lead a team and stuff like that so i think that they can make some noise and they can make life miserable for a few teams in the playoffs but i don't i don't know if i see them making it all the way to the finals yeah i think you're being a little too generous i don't even know if they get to the western conference finals i mean Fair. yeah i mean yeah you can say that's four teams that they they have to make it past two of those teams to make it to the uh, one of those teams at least to make it to the western conference finals you know to be real i don't even know I agree with you to the point where Denver and the Clippers are the ones that are in the upper echelon of the West. Yeah. Like they're in the they're upstairs in the attic, kind of just chilling <laughs> yeah. out, waiting yeah. on uh-huh. whoever could possibly come by. But right now, I think those are the two teams to beat. Mm-hmm. OKC okay, holding the one seed for a little bit, and the Timberwolves holding the one seed. That's literally right now since they are so young. You're a good regular season team that I don't know if you can piece it together. Whatever the times, you know, right. we, we talked about the bright lights last week in the club. Yep. I don't know yeah. how pretty that they're going to look. Uh-huh. When, the lights, lights come on when those lights come back on at 2 a.m. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I, yeah. I don't I don't know what to expect from them come postseason time. It's one of those wait and see things. But yep. I do think they could knock off a team like Dallas or it could be a, a coin toss. Then yep. there's the Phoenix Suns, like you mentioned, or even the L.A. Lakers, if they figure out how to piece things together come postseason time like how they did last year. Yeah, I don't know exactly how good Dallas could be because of the points that I mentioned. I don't think they're really built very well outside of We've also never seen those two play together in the playoffs as well. We know what Kyrie's like in the playoffs and what Luka's like in the playoffs. How how are they together? 
Yeah, I mean, hell, Luca got his guys to the Western Conference Finals. He did. Himself. He did. You he know? did. Maybe, Who knows? Maybe, maybe the playoffs. Come, maybe the playoffs come around and they can't lose a game. Who maybe, knows? Maybe that. I mean, the playoffs. The, those lights. They do show how pretty you are. They do show how good your game. Kyrie, is. hey, uh, Kyrie is a. Uh, he plays well under those bright lights too. We know that yeah, for and, a fact. And so does Luca. Luca so does Luka. as well. They, mm-hmm. they both are exceptional talents. One of the best. Two of the better offensive talents in NBA history for sure. But constructed as a team. I'm I'm very nervous that what am I going to get out of Tim Hardaway Jr. What is yeah. Josh Green it's, it's, going to give me? It's you're not worried about the two guys at the top. You're worried about the guys that are following them. They'll Listen. have a chance to win any given night because they might have two of the best three players on the court. Maybe mm-hmm. Grant so, I mean, Williams had some great had some great playoff performances in Boston, but you can't count on him showing up for you every night in Dallas. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. I love you, Grant, but that not happening. Yeah, you know, we'll wait and see. I think that they're a really, they can be a really good regular season team when everyone's healthy, but when the playoffs come around, that's another story. We'll see. Hey, do you love basketball as much as I do? Do you dream of dunking like LeBron or shooting like Steph? Well, if you want to improve your game, you got to train hard, eat well, and sleep well. That's where Factor comes in. Factor. America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service delivers fresh, chef-prepared meals right to my door so I can enjoy delicious food without spending hours in the kitchen. Factor meals are ready to eat in as little as two minutes. Factor delivers chef-crafted meals right to your door so you don't have to waste time shopping, cooking, or cleaning. More time to sleep. You just heat, eat, and enjoy. Factor is extremely flexible for my schedule. I can get as much or as little as I need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, I can pause or reschedule my deliveries at any time. Plus, I can pause or reschedule my deliveries anytime. Going to watch a game? Factor has snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast and midday bites. Factor meals are made with high-quality ingredients. Plus, they have a wide variety of options to suit your preferences and goals, such as keto, paleo, vegan, and more. Factor is more than just a delivery service. It's a lifestyle choice that will help you reach your goals on and off the court. So what are you waiting for? Try Factor today. Trust me, you'll love it. Factor, fuel your greatness. Head to factormeals.com slash cpcourtside50. And use code CPCourtside50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while subscription is still active. That's code CPCourtside50 at factormeals.com slash CPCourtside50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while subscription is still active. We'll leave it there. Let's move on to the next topic, which actually kind of pisses me off, to be totally okay. honest with you. The type okay. of the type of flack that Trey Young gets, mm. as good as he is, as yeah, talented. Yeah, we definitely had to talk about this. Definitely had to talk about this. Yep. And, like, it, it's kind of like a slap in the face. I don't know how players feel about it, but whenever they're an alternate, like Trey Young was made into the All-Star game, you know, congratulations. Let's clap it up yep. for Trey Young here. I mean, he's replacing, I believe, who was it? Uh, Julius Randle? Julius Randle and Joel Embiid. Yeah. For mm-hmm. Scotty Barnes and Trey Young are taking their spots in. Trey Young's averaging twenty-seven and ten. Yeah, which of course yeah. I had to, I had this written down because I had to point this out. 
he, that's more points than Damian Lillard, Tyrese Halliburton, yep. Jalen Brunson, and Tyrese Maxey. And obviously, outside of Halliburton, he averages more assists than all those Eastern Conference all-star guards. Mm-hmm. But he's just a reserve. Yep. So And barely. Actually, and, and he is a replacement, too. Wasn't even yeah. voted as a reserve. He's a replacement. Yes. And that's that's the part that's that... Worse. That's worse. That's worse. Like, yeah. no disrespect to any of these guys. I think all of these Eastern Conference guards that were named to the All-Star game, kudos to you. Shout yes, to 100%. And great yeah. players, mm-hmm. having great years, love what I'm seeing. But I guess, question to you, why is Trey Young get so much hate? Like, it's crazy. So I want to look at this from both sides of things. I want to I'm gonna be the devil's advocate for the first half. Talk okay? to me, baby. Talk to so me. So devil's advocate, Jerry, simply there's so much talent in the NBA. We've talked about this with just awards, like MVP awards and stuff. Like, I would hate to be a voter. I would hate to be a like, not hate to be a player, but like, it's so it's going to be so hard to win an award like that because there's just so like Luka Doncic is putting up a 35 point near triple double this year, and he's not even top three in MVP and the MVP ladder right now. Crazy. That's insane. It's we there's so many top guys in the league that. Unfortunately, when it comes to things like this, people are going to get snubbed. Whether it's uh, rightfully so or not, guys are going to get snubbed. Like, Trey Young, I agree with you. He should have been an all-star initially. But then you list off all the guys that were voted East Reserves, and it's like, all those guys did deserve to make the all-star game. They deserve now, but their number. I'm sorry. I'm a no, little, no, I'm, no, no, but you're right. But then you can make arguments. Like, he has better numbers than this guy, that guy. Personally, I probably would have picked Trey Young over someone like Maxi or something like that. Because then you have to look at this too. Because now I've been seeing people saying like, oh, why is Paulo in there? But Trey Young isn't. It's positions. Yeah, they, there's guard reserves and there's forward reserves. So it's unfair to put guys like Paulo and like Bam and all those guys. Because I probably would put Trey over like those two guys. But guess what? Like it's out of position. That they There's nothing you can do about that. It's also – and it's – not subjective. Subjective might not be the word, but basketball is very like, a, of course, all the Atlanta fans and stuff are going to be like, Trey Young got snubbed and stuff like that. And there's going to be people that are going to be saying this and that. And there's also going to be the other half that are going to say, no, but Maxie did deserve this because he was doing this and that. It's always going to be a debate over who's going to make it, who did make it, who didn't make it. Now to look at the other side of things. I think it's bullshit that Trey Young didn't get voted as an all-star because he did. He's putting up 27 and 11 this year. And last year he had 26 and 10 and also wasn't an all-star. There have been two times in history where someone has put up 26, 26 and 10 and hasn't made the all-star. Trey Young has been that has, is the only, he's done it twice. He's the only person two years in a row. It hasn't happened. He, what I think should happen, Jerry. And before I let you give your two cents, whatever. There's one, there's, there's one big solution. I think that could happen here. The NBA has been, the NBA has been updating these things. They're doing these requirements. They're doing, you know, they're, they're up, they're doing all these new things in the league, the in-season tour and blah, blah, blah. Let's update another thing. Let's make it so the all-star game has 15 roster spots, spots instead of 13 because there's 15 roster spots on an NBA roster. I think that the way that the league is trending and how much talent there is, going back to how I started this, they need to expand because I think it's 
you're always going to have people that are going to get left out. It's going to cause an outrage. It's going to, you're going to have these conversations and stuff like that. And I think something that could be a solution is adding in a few more spots here. I don't think that's something that really takes away from the game. I don't think it's something that, you know, I don't think it's too difficult to do too much to ask for. And I think that doing something like that would go a long way. I'm curious to hear what you would think, but that's my overall thoughts on this entire situation. I'm happy Trey Young did get voted or got voted in as a replacement, I guess. I don't know if voted in is the word, but consolation prize. Consolation prize, which I if I'm an NBA player and I were given this, I wouldn't feel too great about it. It's kind of feel like I'm just like, oh, here, like I know you didn't get it the first time, but you can come now. I would hate that. But go ahead, Jerry. What's uh what are your thoughts on this? So I'm, I'm going to work backwards. I'm going to okay. get to your last point, and then we'll get to your first point. Okay. We'll talk about your last point with the 15 roster spots. I did see J.J. Reddick also bring that up on his mm-hmm. podcast. So here's your free promo, J.J., on sitting courtside. <laughs> Everybody go watch Old Man in the Three, whatever. Mm-hmm. Cool. I agree. I think it's a very, a very simple fix that the league is more talented than it's ever been. In the 77 or 78 years, however long the league's been standing now, it's – Mm-hmm. it's actually pretty insane that there is only 12 roster spots and it's hard to make cuts. It's like picking out the, you know, the, the black top basketball squad that you want to play with your best friend yeah. in middle school. Not all yeah. four or six of your friends are going to make the team. You got to pick yep. the best ones available. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jimmy, but you're only five, two. I need somebody <laughs> that's six foot three. We're Most looking hours. for height here. We're, we're, you can't teach height, Jimmy. <laughs> you can't do it. In general, though, I think that's the only thing that does make sense. Like Mm -hmm. you mentioned all the new innovations that the league is coming up with. I think it's only right if you actually do something that I could actually agree with. Yeah. Yeah. The whole 65 game rule is kind of questionable because the best player in the league this year won't win an MVP in Joel Embiid since he's, you know, out. And we'll get to that later, obviously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And obviously other things like money is, is tied into that other incentives that could be important for your career. Yep not just now, but also post-career, what you're doing later, insurance, and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy. But to tackle your first point, it's wild to me that even with better numbers and pretty much even the starters that were named to this game in Tyrese and Damian Lillard in the Eastern Conference, Trey Young doesn't get that nod just because he's not as big of a name, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy to think about or crazy to say a little bit, but, I mean, Work with me here. We're in a tall man's league for the most part. And when yeah. you're six foot below, you have to be really freaking good to impact the game. Like Chris Paul was, like Allen Iverson was, or whatever. Trey Young is in that same box. Trey Young is putting up numbers that some better numbers than some of those guys. Yes. To yeah. where, because the league is ob- obviously inflated, to where yeah. he's could damn near put up 30 plus points. And ten plus assists any given night. He could hit. He can hit like seven threes every night. He can. I don't one, know what his average is, but it's got to be up there. Yeah, one of the best shooters in the league, mm-hmm. and is definitely probably one of the best leaders in the league just by what he's done because he's never actually played with another All Star caliber talent yeah. in his career. Yeah. Maybe other than getting Dejounte. Dejounte Murray is probably the closest thing. Yeah, and he hasn't been an All Star with Trey Young as mm-hmm. to where other guys, Tyrese Halliburton. Got to play with De'Aaron Fox. Fox. Hey, man. To play with, you know, other guys in Indiana. But He led of- them to the Eastern Conference Finals with John Collins as his number two. He's six seasons. <laughs> he goes to the Eastern Conference Finals one time and made it mm-hmm. to the playoffs three other times. 
with, like you said, JC as his number two. Yeah. He elevates guys. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just, just by looking at the game, looking at the eye test, the only things that people could critique and be critical of is his defense. But even this year, if you're actually watching him, he's showing more on defense. He's hedging more on defense. He's actually applying more pressure to, uh, to opposite ball handlers. Yeah. And again, another free promo plug-in for J.J. Reddick when he had Paulo <laughs> Bancaro on. Paulo said, yo, every time Trey Young showed, he made me want to pick up the rock because I got ripped a couple of times. I lost, I lost possession. Mm-hmm. He's a lot better defensively. He doesn't get credit for it. I'm paraphrasing, but it's somewhere along those lines. I really just think it's name value. Tyrese Halliburton comes on, busts onto the scene after getting traded to Indiana. Wow, one of the most balanced trades of all time. Then he gets to the in-season tournament. That boosts up his stock. 100%. Oh, yeah. Indiana doesn't yeah. get any nationally televised games like that. Yep. Then you take Damian Lillard into account. What more do we need to say? Yeah. There's nothing else we need. It's Damian Lillard. Yep. You take Jalen Brunson. The Knicks are one of the better teams in the league for the last like month or so since December. Yeah. I mean, Tyrese Maxey gets to play with Tyrese Joel Embiid. Tyrese Maxey plays Joel Embiid, yeah. There's storylines for everybody, but... Trey Young plays for the Atlanta Hawks, one of the worst teams in basketball. 10th seed in, in the East right now. Not out of it, pretty impressive. but not. It, <laughs> yeah. What he yes. mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't, I don't want to keep – I know we got yeah. other things to talk about, so I'll, yeah. I'll get off of it. But Hey, man, I – Heinous. I think you make a lot of great points. I, I'll be the first one to tell you I have been a notorious Trey Young hater for, for, for a while, and it's, it's taken me a little bit to – respect and like understand like the guy is six feet tall impacting the game the way he is like it, it is very impressive to see I'm someone of, yeah like I wish I, I wish I could say that but I, I can't but he you know I <laughs> he like for what he does at his height uh 27 and 11 I don't care if your team only has I don't care if you're on um, in Pistons I maybe that's an extreme example I, like they have for the record that they had <laughs> that my point being is like he could be on a worse team right record wise I think he still should deserve he should get credit for what he's doing and stuff like that because he elevates guys look at the team I mean their second best players are rookie right now you know what I mean it's like it's well made DeJounte Murray there too I don't, I'm kind of concerned the fact that DeJounte Murray might not be there in a day but you know what I mean he doesn't really have a lot of guys around him um and he's doing what he's doing the Hawks are still in the play-in you know they couldn't make some noise they've done it in the past who says they can't do it last year they beat the heat in the play-in and they took the Celtics to six games game six I won't lie to you I was like if the Celtics lose this game I'm fucking shitting my pants that they might blow it in game seven because that's just that's what I've seen in the past, but didn't happen. The Hawks, they're capable of doing stuff because of Trey Young. As long as Trey Young is on that team, they they're gonna put the fear in, in the team that they're playing. So yeah, I'm happy well. Trey Young got the recognition of getting the All Star, but it's kind of ridiculous that it had to get to this point that someone needed to get hurt for him to be in the All Star game. That's ridiculous. I'll I'll just close it out with this. Unless you have another point you want to say. Mm, No, I'm good. No, I'm good. You close it out. If Trey Young is really made available in the offseason, like how some rumors are pointing to, Mm. whatever team trades for this, brother, I don't care if it's the Spurs, (laughs) I don't care if it's the Lakers, I don't care if it is the Detroit Pistons, (laughs) he will elevate your team to a point where they will be considerably better. Because without Mm -hmm. 
the Hawks would be in the lottery. Yeah, like easily. Every single competing Jaylen for a Johnson, top five. I love year. the surge that we've seen from Jalen Johnson. He's he's taking strides. He's taking leaps. A part of that, the credit needs to go to Trey Young for having a true point mm-hmm. guard that can get guys <clears> involved. <throat> and there's not a lot of guys with pure playmaking instincts. Trey Young is one of the few that still has them. So, and one, and one thing too about Trey Young, I want to add in, he has a chip on. He's a guy that has a chip on his shoulder from yeah. when it comes down to draft night to the way people talk about him, to even the whole incident with the Knicks in the playoffs a few years ago. And especially if he got traded somewhere, whoever team trades from is going to get a guy that is going to be hungry to win a championship. And you mentioned the Spurs. I'm not jumping on anything, but man, oh, man, if Trey Young and Victor Omnyama are on a team together, I'd be watching every single one of their games. That would be insane. I love Trey Young. I've loved him since he was in Oklahoma. I'm I'm just a big Trey Young guy. I just love the game, and I love to yeah. see the – the teams that aren't so hot, what pieces could actually be hot if they're in the right lights, in the right situation? Mm-hmm. And he's brought a spotlight back to Atlanta, which yes. hasn't been lit probably since Al Horford and the other four guys. <laughs> Paul, the team Al Horford and Paul Millsap were, were getting swept by LeBron. <laughs> so, like, yeah. that's, I'm going to leave it at that. All right. Let's leave it at that. Let's move on before I blow a blood vessel inside my head. <laughs> Probably another. I didn't know you were this passionate about Trey Young. I, I love it. I didn't know you I liked him. Don't, I don't like players getting shat on. For you don't understand role. the hate more so because you don't understand the hate. Yes. I get it. And just like how it's unnecessary. It's very unnecessary. So very unnecessary. Yeah. And just like how hate it's because of his hair, bro. It's it's his hair, dude. That's yeah, all it is. Yeah, we kind of do look the same up top. <laughs> Come on, Jerry. You look a whole lot better up top. He he just needs to he needs to follow your. Your flow and just let it hey, go, man. man. He just I, has I'll to. Refer him, I'll refer him to my barber, man. And Bald is beautiful, about. Jerry. You know this more than anyone. Exactly, man. Hey, ask Shaq, ask Michael Jordan. When you enter your prime, it's time to lose the hair, baby. <laughs> LeBron, should, should, LeBron should have joined that club years ago. Yeah, maybe but, maybe it's coming. Some people just don't know when to let go. They don't know when to let go. <laughs> no. Okay. okay. All right. Next guy. Anyway, speaking Anywho. of somebody else that mm-hmm. also receives a lot of hate and Personally, I hate it. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid, who unfortunately tore his meniscus after yeah. that scary fall, which it was clear before Jonathan Kuminga fell on it, he was already fucked up. Yeah, he definitely sure. should have been on the, out there. Definitely on the court. shouldn't have played that it's game. It's crazy that Nick Nurse or the trainers didn't be like, you know what, Embiid, sit this one out. So, but before I do dive in, I got to be petty real quick. I just want to say shut the fuck up to all the people that said he was faking when ducking yeah. smoke, a.k.a. Kendrick Perkins, ducking smoke, that he didn't want right. to play Jokic in Denver. So it's clear that something was wrong. Kendrick, but, Perkins, is a, Kendrick Perkins should get a Celtics card revoked. I don't I don't like him anymore. I know he won his championship in 08, but, man, I'm sick of this guy. Ooh, he doesn't like KP. I don't like KP, animals. man. I no, he's so two faced, bro. He says one thing and then he goes, "Oh, I hate him. I hate him so much." Anyways, that, go ahead. That, ladies and gentlemen, SAT word for today is called being duplicitous. <laughs> so uh, spell that. Is spelling bee, spell that one out. Uh, I can't do that one for you right now. <laughs> Put it in the comments if you can spell it. We'll give but, you a shout out next episode. He's going to be out at least four weeks when he'll be reevaluated. But according to Shams, he won't. De- he's definitely going to be out. Yeah, he'll be out much more than four weeks for sure. Six to eight weeks at the earliest. I would be shocked. I would be shocked if he came back anytime before like the last month of the regular season. Oh, yeah. Genuinely. Yeah. 
I, I, I think that I think that they should get him very well rested before the playoffs. Bring him back before. Hey, I, I, I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm gonna get we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Let me just ask. You know, we got to ask the build-up question. Go ahead. Go ahead. Build up. Build up, Obviously, Lay down the foundation. Of course, man. Obviously, the Sixers are 30 and 19, fifth in the mm-hmm. East at the time of this recording. Just will they make the playoffs is what we got to get to first. Because there could be a mental collapse for this team missing out on an MVP caliber player. Averaging 35 points a game, 11 rebounds, two blocks, six assists. That's a lot to replace. So do you still think they can make it off of the back of their all-star Tyrese Maxey and company? That's the thing, Jerry. They do have another all-star in their team. Uh, well-deserved all-star Tyrese Maxey. <laughs> no, I think, and all, all kidding aside, I think that they will make the playoffs. I mean, I think they gave themselves a big enough cushion right now where they're they're the fifth seed. They got they kind of slipped a little bit, but they're only a two and a half games back of the number two seed. Um, they're almost ten games ahead of the Atlanta Hawks for the tenth seed. I think they will make the playoffs, and no matter what, as long as they're in. Like, they're still in it and stuff, whether it's a play-in or, like, bottom-tier playoffs, like the sixth seed. As long as they get Embiid back for the playoffs, it shouldn't really matter where they are because they'll be fine once the playoffs start with Embiid. Obviously, you want to be the higher seed. You want to have the home court. You want to have the more ideal matchups, of course. But the way – and this is kind of going into a a whole different kind of topic. But, like, the way the league is now, you know, any given night, so much competition – the whole home court advantage and having a top seed, it is important. I'm not saying it isn't. But is it as important as it once was years ago? That's a question for another debate, whatever. But so it might not even really matter if the Sixers are the eighth seed or they're the two seed, right? As long as they have a bead, as long as they're healthy, I think they're equipped to make a run. Um, so that's where I would stand on that. I, I think they definitely will make the playoffs. I know I'm trying to look up. There's a tweet of like what their record is without Embiid. I know the two records are very, very different. Like, they're much better with him on the court, obviously, than when he's not playing. But I I still think that they're equipped and they have a loaded enough roster where they're deep enough to to make it work in the time being. And that's fair. I just uh, looked up the toughest remaining NBA schedules to this point right now. Oh, no. And... Philadelphia has the 12th toughest schedule. Oh, it's all right. So yeah. right 33 games the left. They play Boston one more time. They play the Clippers twice. They mm-hmm. play OKC. They play Cleveland three more times, who's the second seed in the East right now. Mm-hmm. The Bucks twice and the Knicks three more times. So, I mean, the 12th remaining schedule is obviously somewhere in the middle. It's right. not quite the yeah. easiest thing where you're playing the Pistons, the Hornets, and the Spurs of the world. But you're not going to have a cakewalk all the way to finish out the season. And plus, I'm sure once you dig up the tweet here, which I think you're doing right now. Yeah, I think I yeah, I think I found it. There this was from two days ago, so I'm not sure if this is if they played last night, but as of February fifth, the Sixes are four and ten without um without Joel Embiid. And they did and beat the and the Sixers lost to the to the Mavs, so four and eleven is their record. Obviously that's Kind of small sample size, but it's 15 games, so it's like, well, this is what happens when you take out an MVP caliber talent. There's going to have to be other guys that step up. The clear best player in the league. Clearly. Clear, clear best player in the league, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a lot to try to replace with 
you know, a young all-star in Tyrese Maxey, but it's almost impossible. It's almost impossible to replace someone like that. You can try, but you are strictly by committee because Tyrese is 25 points a game. It's also, you know, predicated that there's a guy in the middle that's taking up a lot of pressure where you don't have to worry about seeing double teams all the time unless he's Mm -hmm. off the floor. Tyrese Max is going to be keyed in on defense now. There's going to be a lot more opportunities and spacing that wasn't there before. So it's a tall task to ask for somebody that's – I don't even know if he's 25 yet, but, hey, you have to he's buy a young on the team. He's you got to mature. I'll tell you – Veterans that can just help out in general. So I'll tell you what, though. A situation like this could be young, good for a young guy like Maxi. Give him the Absolutely. experience of being the number one, kind of putting him – throwing him into that fire. Hey, I mean, he had 50 the other night. So, I mean, I think second game of the season where he's had 50, I mean, with him beat out for a little bit, you know, maybe he has a few more 50-point 50, 50 games under his belt. Um, but, yeah, I'm I'm honestly more interested than anything to kind of see how Maxi is going to lead this team for the next few weeks because it really falls on his shoulders. You're right. Like, they're, it's going to be a team effort. You know, it's not a – they don't have a backup big that can step in and replace him, be like Paul Reed, you know, love that guy, but he ain't stepping in there. It's, it's a committee. But Maxi is the clear number one. He's going to be the guy leading the charge, center of the offense. I'll be interested to see how he does. I, I think from what we've seen this year, I think he's kind of passed a lot of people's tests and stuff like that. I think he's checked off a lot of boxes. This is the true test. This right is the here. true test. Exactly. This is point. where we see what he's made of. Mm-hmm. You're not playing with a 30-plus point score anymore. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot that changes. Even watching in Charlotte here, no LaMelo, no Terry Rozier. Everything falls on Brandon Miller and Miles Bridges on a nightly basis. And they're seeing different intentions and defenses that come to them often now, where it's like, wow, when I was playing with these two other guys, I didn't have to worry about seeing double teams because, hey, this guy can hit a shot. Obviously, Charlotte's one of the worst teams in the league, unfortunately. This is a situation where we're talking about Philadelphia. Yeah. Having capable veterans, because Tobias Harris is a 20-plus point scorer. Kelly Oubre can fill it up. They have guys that can do it. They have pieces that make sense around Maxi. still. Mm-hmm. It's just about watching it unfold. And, yeah, he, he definitely has exceeded expectations. You made an all-star team, you know, you did? the first time around. Not, yeah. not, not as an injury replacement. No. So, I mean, you're great. That's We already see that. We know that. But can you do this by yourself? Right. It's, it's kind of similar to whenever Shaq was out for extended periods of time. That gave Kobe more time to shine. That gave Kobe more possessions. And we definitely realized right then and there, damn, double teams do not matter. This guy is still talented enough to torch us. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, the whole double team things is get more attention. And And if he keeps lighting it up, torching defenses like this, then, you know, he'll be he'll be in some some good conversations this offseason at the end of the year for sure. But now to the topic that you kind of touched on, this this part of the topic that you touched Mm -hmm. on. That I just want to ask, is is it a kind of a good thing that Joel Embiid did get hurt at the time he did? Because obviously, we know he's injury prone. Let's just put yeah. it out there. We know he's injury prone. Come postseason time, there's always something where he underperforms, and then there comes out, well, Joel was playing through this type of soreness with blah, 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 mm-hmm. or whatever. Now, you're going to have, what is it, February. You're going to have until early April to possibly sit out. Some good time. Get some rest mm-hmm. and be somewhat fresh. Yes, you'll be rusty, but be somewhat fresh 
going into the postseason. Just how do you feel about that? Is this a good thing? Is there silver lining in this injury? Well, I'll start with this. It's not. It's never a good thing when when no. someone like this no. gets hurt. And I'm I'm not saying that's what you were alluding to by any means. But you know, you it's never want to see something like this. I, I think it's. You'd rather rip the Band-Aid off early, earlier than later, right? So, you know, if something like this didn't happen where he didn't, you know, have this meniscus injury, maybe he would have kept playing through these injuries and it was kept would have kept adding up. And then exactly. when it came close to the playoffs, then he may not have been available for the playoffs. And then we're, go- we're talking about first-round exit. They might not even win, right? So, and that's not something. You want to at least have a chance in the playoffs. So, from what you're saying... It's better to get early. To, it's better to get injured earlier than later because now you do have that time. You do have that two month cushion, two and a half month cushion until the playoffs start, where you can like you said. We said four. They said four weeks, six to eight weeks. So four to eight weeks is around the timeline. You could push it all the way back to eight weeks. I mean, obviously, if you're struggling and you know maybe you need to bring him back to make the playoffs, and that's another discussion. But Assuming the Sixers are fine without him, fine enough where they're going to make the playoffs, you can you can keep him out for a while, whether or not you have to or not. And that's, you know, at that point, what's the point of bringing him back? He's not going to be winning any awards. Um, health comes first, for sure. Um, I think it is, to answer your question, I think it's better that he got injured now than later, because at least now we can still see him compete in the playoffs, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, you know, of course, I'll clarify it again. Never want to see anybody get hurt. No, 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 no. But no beans. Absolutely yeah. not. In this situation. Especially though, the best fucking player in the NBA. I was which, having a blast just watching him be drop 30 plus. And plus. When I'm fucking, when I'm turning off Celtics games to watch Joel Embiid on the Philadelphia 76ers drop 70 points, you know that's something special. That You, you know it's something yeah. special. And Joel Embiid has made me a very rich man on prize picks and underdog because I know ah, you're a That's oh, You're a shoe to drop yeah. 35. I don't mm-hmm. care what the line is. It's like, yeah, Embiid got me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so to just see him go down is obviously it's terrible. It's a tragedy. Yeah. But it's heartbreaking. Yeah, there, there is silver lining in being able to sit out, get some rest, heal up, because your reputation in the postseason that you cannot make it to the Eastern Conference mm. Finals or the second round. That's more important than what? Then an MVP, yeah, all of the eighteen or whatever, an All Star appearance. Those things don't matter because right now there is another center in Denver that everybody thinks is way better than you for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. That center, yes, he has two MVPs. Yes, he just won his fresh championship, and that's what you need on your resume. I wouldn't even say you need another MVP to tie Jokic or whatever. I don't care about that. It's the rings. Go get a championship. The rings that matter. Prove that you are the guy. We know you're the guy in a regular season, but prove mm-hmm. that you can put up Shaq-type numbers in the postseason to get your guys over the hump one round at a time and hopefully play another. Because the, the, because the thing with him and Jokic is that when it comes to the MVP debate of well, Jokic has this many, Bede has this many, whenever people talk about Jokic, Embiid's always going to be tied in there because there's going to be that group of people that say, Joel Embiid should have won one of those. And then yep. if Jokic wins this year... There's going to be even more people that are going to say, well, Embiid should actually have two. But when it comes to the championship part, you can't do that. Jokic is great in the playoffs and the postseason leading his team. Embiid, he's great. Do not get me wrong, but he hasn't been great enough to to push his team past the second round at least. 
Like, you know, you you are, you and James Harden have reputations where you're not great in the postseason. James Harden has a great shot. To bro, let me tell you, and I and I hate to say this because it, it was the Celtics, but after last year in the second round, they were up 3-2, and they lost to the Celtics. Like, that was, that could have been to any team. But after seeing that, I was like, wow. They might, they just might not have it. They just might not be able to do it, like, genuinely. So, it, we'll see. I'm just happy. We just want Embiid to be healthy for the playoffs so we can see if they can finally do that this this um, this postseason. Exactly. I mean, that's the most important part. So, get healthy, exactly. Embiid. Everything yeah. falls on your shoulders. Philadelphia fans are already in a tizzy because their Eagles sucked. So... <laughs> You gotta, you gotta fuck put Philly fans, but hopefully you come back soon, Embiid. And we got about, we can dive in for this topic. Yeah, let's. We'll just close out real quick right with now. this. So I did mention the Clippers a little bit with James Harden, mm-hmm. and the Clippers are surging. They're they're good. They yeah, since they're December first, they're twenty five and five. Yep. They're also first in offensive offensive efficiency rating, yep. three point percentage, free throw yep. percentage, and yep. more. And top five and several other topics. This head and shoulders looks like the best team in the league. And just a little Tomer Azarli nugget. Shout out to my boy for seeing his tweet. This is the first time they are the one seed at this point in the season. Damn. The Clippers are rolling. Hey, man. Talk to me. Give me those Kawhi nuggets. We got some Kawhi stats for you, Jerry. All right. So the Clippers have been unbelievable though this this season, but the last 30 games, especially going 25 and 5. One of the big reasons for why the Clippers have been so good is because of a Mr. Kawhi Leonard, which I think a lot of people may have forgotten about going to the season because of his injury history the last few years. But man, have we said this? We've told you guys we warned you guys when this guy is healthy top five when top five (laughs) top he's he is averaging in the last 30 games the first player in nba in nba history history 25 points on 55 50 90 shooting all right he is putting up just a He's putting up very similar stats to the year that they won the championship in Toronto. He's fourth in NBA in three-point percentage since January 1st, uh, 50%. I have another one here, Jerry, where every five years, Kawhi does something that, you know, makes us consider him one of the best. In 2014, he won the Finals MVP and a ring. In 2019, he also won another Finals MVP and a ring. And five years later, in 2024, we could be seeing that again, Jerry. The, the Clippers, man... They're they are the best team in the NBA right now, probably. Um, you know, record wise, it still belongs to the Celtics, but right now, there's no team better in the club. I mean, they beat the Celtics a few weeks ago, so I mean that that there, there you go, right there. They beat the best team record wise, but Kawhi at also too, right? at home. Yep, at Kawhi this season, he's averaging 27, seven rebounds, over four assists, almost two steals, 53% from the field, 46% from three. Jerry, I'm just gonna say this. Um, we we should be considering him like as an MVP candidate. Yes, he's not anywhere near the top. I think now it's like Jokic, SGA, Embiid's third on the last one, but he's gonna get wiped off the list. Luca, Tatum, Kawhi needs to be there. Kawhi needs to be in consideration for MVP. 
he has played, I think he's only missed, I can count on one hand the amount of games he's missed this year. And that's probably, that's probably too much, probably half of one hand the amount of games he's missed this year. He has been a huge factor into why the, the Clippers have been so good. There's other factors as well. But man, you want to talk about recognizing the best player on the best team. There, here he is, Kawhi Leonard. Wow, he should be considered for these awards. He really should be. And you know what? This is exactly why the Clippers didn't hesitate to give him an extension a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. Even though oh, yeah. He, is, he has this injury-prone logo slapped on him, this is a type of talent that doesn't come around often Mm-mm. where this is the ultimate Mm-mm. example of what a two-way player is. Mm-hmm. And I don't the know embodiment of what a two-way player actually is. better prime-wise than what Kawhi has been. There's, there's like a certain echelon that you have to be. Like where LeBron, MJ, Kobe, Kareem, Shaq, like just elite two-way guys in the height of their careers. Mm-hmm. Kawhi's right up there with those. Guys. And we missed a lot of his pr- like prime years. We missed like two, three years. We yeah. got taken away. And he's still showing you that when I'm healthy and I'm able to play, I don't want to sit out games. No NBA player wants to sit out games. No. So we can just slash that narrative because I think mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Kawhi is an animal. He's the reason why yeah. the Clippers look this good. He was the reason why the Raptors won a title. He's the reason why the Spurs won their last title. And he could be the reason why the Clippers get it, as long as they remain. Healthy. Hey, man, let me tell you something. If we're, we're looking ahead here. But if Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers win a championship this year, Kawhi wins another Finals MVP, his third Finals MVP, his third ring with his third different team, I think him and LeBron would be the only two guys who have done something like that. There are some conversations that need to be had, Jerry, because I don't know about you, and like we can save this for another time of where we'd rank him all time. But I think I already consider him like a top 25, top 30 player of all time. You give him that nod, you give him another ring, another finals MVP, then add on whatever he does to his career. He might be he might be climbing up those ranks a little bit. Not saying like anything like top 10, top 15, nothing crazy like that. But, man, he's going to go down as one hey, of the best. You he's going to go down as one of the best. You could put him top 10, top 15. You could. Like, I'm going to just – Two-time defensive player of the year, too. I would put this out. And this is probably unpopular because the other guy, 25,000-plus point scorer, obviously an MVP, two-time champion, Kevin Durant. This is a guy that – could surpass you if sure. he's not up already in some people's minds for what Kawhi's done. Obviously, he's played less years because of the injury, mm-hmm. injuries, where it's to the point where the serving size isn't as large as what Kevin Durant has provided over his career. But Kawhi Leonard is sitting at the dinner table waiting to just eat oh, more yeah. and oh, go yeah. get more rings and championships. And if oh, he yeah. gets three, Three rings, and this would be his third finals MVP as well, mm-hmm. which in my mind outweighs regular season accolades. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. You could say that Kawhi is hired. He is a top 10 player. He could take out Kevin Durant if, some, if he's in there for some people's minds. He could take out Steph Curry if he's in there for some people's minds. Even though Steph has four rings, yeah. I think what Kawhi has done, or if he does get this done, it, it's kind of one of those things that I feel like you don't want to talk about it because you don't want to face reality. Yeah, you're, it's an uncomfortable conversation that he's going to be at the table with some of our favorites. Yes. Hey, man, listen. Uh, you, you just got to respect greatness, man. That's all I want people to do. I'm just I'd say we were a long ways away from the finals. Who knows if they even make it that far. But I'm just saying, if it happens, 
some conversations need to be had. That's all I'm saying. That's it. Yeah, no, I think I think it's good that we shared some Clipper love here. It makes me kind of sick to my stomach as a Lakers <laughs> fan, but I can't I can't lie. I mean, of the, course, the of Clippers, course. The Clippers, they're, they're trying to do this thing to me that they did for the last three to four years while I feel like, oh, I got to pick them to go. I got to pick them to go. And you know I don't want to. Not because they're not good enough. Not because they're not talented enough. Paul George, Westbrook, Harden, Kawhi, all those guys. Zubox, all those guys are fantastic. But y'all do this to me every single year. Yeah. I'm not tore, picking them yet. I they can't. Tore you, yeah. They tore you with yet. But, hey, this might be the year, Jerry. This might, I'm, this might finally be the year. It might have been the year last year. <laughs> the year before that. I'm done. They well, are good as hell, though. They're good right now. They're really good, but we'll we'll wait and see. We but all right, on it there. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's all we got. We did a lot of uh, this is one of our longest episodes in a while, but we had a lot of good stuff to talk about, so yeah. it's worth it. Happens. Anything you want to uh, add before we close it out here? Before I give my my rant? Uh, not really. If I just had to say, you know, Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl for one, but I also want to give a I shout already out. put I already put some money down on the Chiefs, Jerry. That's uh, that's yeah. already taken yeah. care yeah. of. Yeah, That's already taken care of, yep. But I do want to give a shout-out to Juju Watkins at USC, man. Just mm. breaking records at yes. the records. Like, we're yep. seeing Cynthia Cooper's name, Cheryl Swoop's name pop up. Juju Watkins beats Stanford basically single-handedly. She dropped mm. 51 of their 60-something. Crazy. That's, That's impressive. All. That's all That's I got to put That's man. That, that girl be hooping. I yeah. love watching her play. And I don't oh, watch yeah. a lot of college basketball anymore. But I have caught more women's games this year. Than men's, oddly enough. So there you go. Check out women's hey. basketball, man. It's fantastic. I love it. March Madness is come is right around the corner too. I don't really watch a lot of college hoops, but that is the one time that I'll I'll definitely tune in. So that'll be exciting. But yes, thank you guys so much for watching. We appreciate you for all your continued love and support. Please make sure to like and subscribe if you are watching on YouTube. Put in the comments your favorite part of the episode, something you want to agree with us on, argue with us on, whatever you want to put in, or just want to say hi in the comments if you're listening to us on audio follow us leave us a review five star rating helps us out a ton we appreciate it follow us on twitter instagram tiktok all those social media platforms for you know other gamified videos and stuff check us out on shorts here on youtube if you're here already for those gamified videos as well episode 25 in the book sherry and i think i will uh well not i think i think i know I'll see you next week for episode 26. Hopefully we'll see you guys here next week for episode 26. And until then, well, it'll be a big episode next week too. Trade deadline stuff. So you guys better make sure you come back. It's going to be a big episode. Definitely tune in for the trade deadline stuff because we're reacting again. We're reacting a day before. So we didn't see anything. So we're missing a lot of it, but we'll be here to talk all trade trade deadline stuff next week. So make sure you tune in. Until next week, peace out, guys. Go Chiefs.